Board round, session number 49. The moment you step foot on campus as a medical student, you are gearing up for one of the biggest tests you'll ever have to take, USMLE Step 1 or Comlex Level 1. The medical school headquarters and board vitals are going to help you prepare for your first board exam with questions, pearls of information, and guidance to make sure you have what it takes to score high and match into your specialty of choice. Welcome to Board Rounds. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen today to a great episode where we dive into some more great questions to help you maximize your step one or level one score. Now I'm joined by Dr. Mike Natter from Board Vitals. If you are looking for some help with your step one or level one, go check out Board Vitals at boardvitals.com and use the promo code BOARDROUNDS, that's all one word, BOARDROUNDS, to save 15% off any of the packages that you buy there at Board Vitals. Now, if you're looking for QBanks, they have you covered with like 1,700 or 1,900 questions, tons of questions to get you the, the prep that you need, right? If you ask anyone, the best way to prepare for step one, for level one, is to maximize the number of questions that you do. And obviously not just doing the questions, but reading the explanations. And Board Vitals does an amazing job of giving you really fully in-depth answers and, and explanations as to why the right answer is right, why the wrong answers are wrong. That is what makes a great product. That is what makes a great prep product for you to maximize your step one for your level one score. So again, go to boardvitals.com, use the promo code board rounds to save 15% off. Let's go and jump into our episode today. Dr. Mike Natter, back for some more board rounds, helping students crush step one and level one. Dr. Ryan Gray, let's do it. Let's rock and roll. I want to know, what was your most dreaded part of step one? Ooh. Can I be honest with you? It wasn't the actual test. It was the anticipatory anxiety and pressure leading up to the test and being mm. around all my peers who were studying and I was studying and taking my test, my practice tests and not doing well. And oof. yeah, I think it was, it was the time leading up to the test itself. That was probably the worst part. Yeah. It's always that anticipation, either, either anticipating something good. Usually it's the the lead up that is the best part of it, but also the, the anticipating something bad or, or painful. It's the, the lead up. That's always the worst. Yeah, it really is. And that's, I think that's true of almost everything in life as yep. well, you know? Yep. A hundred percent. All right. What do we have today? All right. So we're back in the behavioral health section and we're going to start off with a question. A 52-year-old female presents to the emergency department with chest tightness, pounding palpations, shortness of breath, and severe anxiety. Her attack began suddenly when she was driving to a meeting and it lasted about five to 10 minutes, during which she thought she would die. She's had these episodes several times a month for the past year, beginning with an attack shortly after her only child left for college. Her cardiac workup, negative. These attacks have occurred in the grocery store, at church, and the patient cannot identify a specific fear or trigger. She now worries frequently about the likelihood of another attack. What is the most likely diagnosis? Is it A, 
generalized anxiety disorder, B, agoraphobia, C, panic disorder, D, panic attack, or E, social anxiety disorder. Ooh, all right. Um, I like these ones because unlike, right, we, we struggled through neurology, or at least I struggled through the neurology section a few weeks ago where it's like you had to memorize all of these. Uh, and, and I think behavioral health is very similar and, and pre-meds would remember, or medical students re- would remember from the MCAT, the the behavioral health section and kind of memorizing all of those terms. But there's just something about these that it's it's more clinically related and you can you can picture things a lot more easily. So I don't know, I like these ones a lot better. I agree. Um, so generalized anxiety disorder, it was it was an answer choice on last week's episode and it talked about this kind of these symptoms had to be there for six months. And so somebody who listened to last week's may hear this one and go, oh, this has been going on a year. That must be uh, generalized anxiety disorder. So that one is a potential. In my mind, when I think generalized anxiety disorder, I think like all the time I am anxious. Uh, and and this story of this woman here who um, has these attacks, right? Uh, these periods of palpitations and shortness of breath and severe anxiety um, just randomly happening and lasting for five to 10 minutes. It just doesn't seem like generalized anxiety disorder to me. It's, um, it's actually quite the opposite. It's, it's not generalized. It's very specific in these attacks. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll cross that one off agoraphobia that there's really no, um, no story here about her not wanting to go outside and be out in public. So um, that one I'll throw so out. You're, so you're you're defining agoraphobia as uh, fear of public places and being outside. Perfect. I believe, yeah, if I yeah, remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, yeah. I okay, just want, I just wanted to, I just wanted to just to clarify for everyone. Yeah, correct. Um, panic disorder is high up on my list right now, just because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like uh, she's having panic attacks, and and obviously the the severity of them would would make it a disorder versus just having a panic attack. So. Uh, that's high on my list. Panic attack, obviously, that's what she's having, just lots of them. Um, and then social anxiety disorder, again, just doesn't sound like it fits with everything else. It's not uh, a specific, like, um, uh, social anxiety disorder to me is like fear of a specific situation, potentially. Uh, this seems like it's happening kind of anywhere, everywhere. Um, so I, I'm going to go see panic disorder. Perfect. You crushed it. So um, it, it gets kind of into the weeds in terms of how you, um, with the criterion that you need to kind of uh, distinguish between, but you did a really good job of, of kind of walking through. So correct. In terms like agoraphobia, she goes outside. She has no trigger from being outside or in social environment. So absolutely not, not that. Um, the social phobias are, they're kind of like excessive anxiety that are specific to something or an object or a situation. And so that she doesn't really have any of that either. Uh, and it's panic disorder because she's had recurrent episodes and they're unexpected. Mm-hmm. And she even, they even state there's no specific fear or trigger and she gets them in different numerous environments. And so that's what kind of qualifies it as the panic disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, social anxiety disorder is kind of obvious. It's anxiety when you're in these social such as situations or having to perform like giving talks or stuff. And it's really this embarrassment or fear of, of the scrutiny that, mm-hmm. that causes the social anxiety disorder. Um, but you very much quickly and correctly got to the right answer here that we're talking about panic disorder. Yay. Yeah, there's, I just like these ones. They're so much better. 
They are. They make more sense. If only the whole test were like this, then I'd be good. (laughs) If only. (laughs) 270. We'd all all be dermatologists. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah, sure. Um, All right. I think we covered all of the good takeaways from that. This is a, a relatively easy, straightforward one. Yeah, agreed. All right, so there you have it. Another great episode. Hopefully a great episode. I hope you, I hope you agree with me. Uh, another great episode of Board Rounds for you, breaking down some more of these topics that are going to be covered on your step one or level one exam. Again, these questions are not straightforward. They are second and third removed type questions, third step questions, where you have to know a lot of information to answer one question properly. And the more that you practice, the more that you listen to this podcast, hopefully, the more of this information will get kind of just stuck in your brain somewhere. That's the ultimate goal. Don't forget to go check out Board Vitals and check out everything that they have to offer. Use the promo code boardrounds.com. Again, QBanks are one of the best ways to prepare for your step one or level one exam. Doing questions will help you will help you maximize your score. And with 1,700 plus questions for their osteopathic QBank, with 1,900 plus questions for their allopathic QBank, go check out boardvitals.com. They're revamping it all the time, adding questions, improving questions, improving the answers, and, and so much more. Again, boardvitals.com. Use the promo code BOARDROUNDS to save 15% off. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on Board Rounds. This is MedEd Media.